It's 68 degrees here in Chicago, and this is episode 24 of Ruts Happening. And hello again, everybody. Welcome back. I'm your host, Andrew Rutberg. My producer, Fred, is here. Recurring guest, Sherp, is also in the house. You'll hear from both of them in just a little bit. But it's been a long time since our last episode. A lot has happened. I've taken some quick trips. I got to see Toronto for the first time. Went to visit some friends and family in New York City. And I was even in Ann Arbor over the weekend to get my heart broken as Wisconsin fell to Michigan. Other couple things I got to see over the last month was uh, Hannibal Burris perform at the Chicago Theater. Real funny guy. Always recommend going to check him out. And I saw an amazing Pearl Jam show. Eddie Vedder, timeless. He's incredible. They sounded great. And they were at Wrigley Field. Speaking of Wrigley, let's go right into a Cubs minute. And the good news is I'm fully healthy. It allowed me to get to 80 of 81 Cubs home games this season. Might be the most of anyone in town. Don't know. Unofficial record, but we'll go with it for the time being. Oh, and I also made it to seven road games and the All-Star game. No big deal. Probably the most fun I've ever had in my life following this team. The Cubs finished with the best record in the league, to no one's surprise. The best run differential by far. In fact, they were breaking records set back in the 1930s. To show you how much better they were than the rest of the, you know, the rest of the teams in the league, the Cubs had clinched home field before any other team had even clinched a spot in the playoffs. So that's how much better they were than their competition. And the baseball was almost secondary as to how much fun I had this season. I was there when the Cubs celebrated their NL Central Division title, something I've never been a part of before. So much fun. Got to meet tons of great Cubs fans, season ticket holders, make some new friends. And I got to experience games with old friends. My buddy Barry and I, we've been friends since freshman year of high school. Not to date ourselves too much here, that's 20 years ago. We just went to our first Cubs game a few weeks ago, Cubs-Brewers. It was that Thursday night where the Cubs had the opportunity to win and clinch the division. Didn't happen. Ryan Braun spoiled the fun, but that's okay. Cardinals ended up losing later that night, and the Cubs got to celebrate the next day. So everyone was happy. No worries. And the Cubs' biggest rival, the Cardinals, who won the division last year. Oh, they didn't get it done this year. Sorry, folks in St. Louis. And uh, thanks for John Lackey and Jason Hayward. So if you're still fans of theirs, tune in this weekend when the Cubs are in the playoffs. And uh, I cannot wait. I am looking forward. Of course, been waiting, you know, almost a calendar year for the Cubs to get back and play some ultra-meaningful games. The postseason, the Cubs will host the wild card winner this coming weekend. It'll either be the San Francisco Giants or the New York Mets. I'm personally hoping it's the Mets, not because their roster is a little less frightening than the Giants, but because I'd like to exact revenge on the Mets for last year. They swept the Cubs in four games in the NLCS, and there's also a little fear regarding the Giants. It's an even year, this being 2016, and the last three even years, 2010, 2012, 2014, those are all San Francisco Giant World Series years. Yeah, that's right, they've won three World Series in the last five seasons, so no reason to mess around with them. But Friday night, 8.15 at Wrigley. Lights on bright. I don't know how this city even allowed there to be an 8.15 start. I'm going to go out on a limb, having done row research, and say this is the first Friday night game at Wrigley Field in a decade. 
maybe longer. It's going to be an unbelievable atmosphere in and around Wrigley. If you have any opportunity to get to a game this weekend, I'm not suggesting to go to a bar because it's going to be mayhem out there. But if you can get tickets, you got to go Friday night, 8.15, Saturday night, just after 7 o'clock Central Time. It's going to be great. Obviously, Cub fans are just so excited, over the top. They've already announced their starting rotation. John Lester going Friday night, Kyle Hendricks on Saturday. Of course, we won't know their opponent till after Wednesday night's wild card game. But regardless, it's just going to be insane down there. I know the uh, Friday night game will be on FS1. Good luck finding that on your cable provider. And then uh, Saturday night will be on MLB Network. And uh, some exciting personal news at some point this weekend, I've yet to get word, but there's going to be a little documentary, a little hour-long piece on the Cubs' 2016 run as they try to break the curse here. It's been 108 years since they've won it all. And one of the people involved in it is actually yours truly. They came to my house. They had a full setup. All the you know cameras, even the makeup guy, the sound guy, everybody. So I got interviewed for it. I have no idea how much, if any, of our interview they're going to use. But as soon as I get that information, I'll put it out there on my social media. I'll put it out there on the next podcast. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. They also uh, came to that game uh, Thursday night that I referenced earlier against the Brewers where the Cubs had the chance to win the division. And they recorded me, like, cheering for the Cubs during the game. It was a pretty unsettling situation. I've never been at a sporting event with a camera, like, directly in my face as I watch the game. So there could definitely be some funny footage of me. Hopefully they won't use the part of me singing the seventh-inning stretch because as good as my voice might sound right now, I am completely tone-deaf, and when it's time to sing, it is rough stuff. I mean, this is, I'm talking years of singing varsity at Wisconsin games and singing the seventh inning stretch at Cubs games. Whew, there is a reason I don't sing along when I go to concerts, and everyone around me is very appreciative of that. But uh, just to wrap up our Cubs minute here, it's been a great season, so much fun. I never thought I'd be able to do it to get to 80 of 81 games. Never thought I could do it for as cheap as I did. Just under 1200 bucks, which sounds like a lot, but guess what? Over the course of 80 games, that's less than $15 a ticket. Cheaper than the cheapest, you know, least expensive season ticket. It's really like going to 80 movies, which is how much, you know, a ticket costs here in Chicago. Granted, most people don't go to 80 movies in a five-month period, but that's okay. I love movies too, and so do a lot of other people. But uh, I have no tickets yet for any playoff games. I'm just going to run the same game I have all season Keep the good karma going, and uh, I plan on attending every single Cubs game we have left this year. And uh, you guys have to follow me on social media, at Andrew Rutberg, Snapchat, Rut. I'll be doing the same thing I've been doing all year. Can't stop the good juju now. We're riding it all the way through October, maybe into November. Cubs 2016 World Series champs. And uh, let's bring in my good friend, recurring guest here on the program, Sherp. Thanks for being here. How have you been? Hey, pretty good. Pretty good. And uh, since we're on the topic of personal news and exciting things, let me be the first to congratulate you and your wife, Stephanie. Big, big news. Yeah, very exciting. Uh, There will soon be be a Mike Jr. Um, Few people know it. Uh, One of my good friends. Thank you. Thank you. One of my good friends actually knows the leader in the clubhouse for a first name for the baby boy is actually Michael. Oh. That's Michael with an N. Mm-hmm. It's pronounced Nikel. Nike for short, not Nike. Uh, but that is that's the leader in the clubhouse right now. 
Interesting. Little Michael. It's unique. It uh, it rolls off the tongue. I also want to torment my unborn child slightly because my entire life I've, you know, people ask, what's your name? It's Mike Smith, Michael Smith. No one's ever been like, how do I spell that? This guy goes, Nichol. Everybody's like, what the hell is Nichol? It's Michael with an N. And that's what all these kids have. You know, I watch like all these sporting events, people, yeah. these crazy names. They didn't name themselves. Their parents have put it on them. There's, I work with three female Jamies. Each of the three has a different spelling for Jamie. What's happening? And I like the fact, too, it's coming from you, Michael John Smith. Yep. So unique. No one else has that name. Nobody. I mean. Straight into Michael Juan. Oh, a little flair there. Yeah. And Stephanie, we think she's due sometime in. Early April. Which is by far the best month to be born in. It's something all right. Uh, right in be- the due date is actually right in between our two moms. So her mom is the first, my mom is the seventh, the baby is set. Little Michael is April 4th. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, exciting times, etc. I like it. 4-4, four, four, you know, cool. Yeah, 4-4, four, four, probably also be the height he maxes out at. But... <laughs> oh, not a future Olympian? Oh. <laughs> no, not a future Olympian. Well, maybe a, a, a gymnast. Because on our previous episode, we had Luber and Rib talk about that they really are Olympians at heart. They just never put in the work necessary yeah, well, to get there. So oh, look, we've got we've got gymnast, we've got uh Coxon mm. on the rowing team, the mm-hmm. little guy who sits up there and yells. Right, the uh, navigator potential air rifle oh. champion. Mm. Okay. Whitewater kayaking. We, there are also a host of Olympic sports you don't have to be tall for. Yeah, yeah, no, I just named them. Oh, sorry, Winter Olympic. Oh yeah, I, uh, I, luge. There's got to be some bobsled stuff. There you go. Right? See, now we're now we're back on the same page. Yeah, I saw cool runnings. It doesn't that look that hard. Can't be like a giant. Right. No. I mean, I, I can't even fit in that thing. Right. No. Yeah, I fit everywhere. Also, not having any athletic prowess is going to prevent me from entering that. But it's not helping. You know what I'm saying? It's not helping. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations. I'm Thank sure you. the your families are over the moon about it. Very excited. You know, Jewish mothers. Very loud. Very happy about grandkids. I'm sure there's a little apprehension on your part, you know, now that you're responsible for, or will be responsible for another human being. Not really. I mean. <laughs> I, uh, it's clean living over here already, so I'm not well, too worried about it. That's true, but we're, we're kind of surprised that you haven't made it here tonight. So. No, it's, uh, no, I, I tease. Um, not, not all that worried about it. Not a great sleeper anyway, so not really worried about the sleep part. Um, I, you know, not really, I, I got kind of a, a sensitive nose, not excited about the, the <laughs> diaper changing, but I've been marinating in my own stew for 32 years. I think I can handle my offspring. Unbelievable. Well, congrats again. So excited for you guys. Very yeah. exciting time. It's and a mitzvah, Andrew. It is. Barukata, Barukata. And we're really hoping that Nichol is not the route you go. But honestly, I've had friends that completely, they just make up their own names. So I, you we, know, we, know, we know who. Yeah, exactly. So you just follow and whatever footsteps you need to, Mike. There we go. Sherp Jr.? Sherp Jr.? Great. Or maybe I just pick, like, the real name of one of these Nepalese mountain tribe folk. Sure. And Somewhere in the Himalayas. Yeah, there. like, it's a real, the Sherpas are real people. Or, like, Hamilton, my middle name. Yeah. Now the, you know, big oh, Broadway show. Well, I don't want to get started again on how garbage that show is. <laughs> we, we had a whole thing about it. You know what? I'm going to see it in oh. Uh, January. Oh, okay. So I got offered tickets 
something nice for the wife, you know, I was like, fine, I'll go. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I got to come back in and give it the full review. Please do. Yeah. Please do. We had a couple of friends. Vegas Vic took his wife for their first year anniversary. She loved it. Rave reviews. And he liked it. Yeah, well, uh, you know, Vegas Vic and his wife are fantastic people. But this is a this is a crappy hip-hop musical. <laughs> They're not, you know, Vegas Vic's wife. Has twenty skills that I don't have. One of them is not discerning hip hop. That's not an <laughs> indictment of her. That's just like she's not throwing on. I also don't new, have that. She's skill. not throwing on the new like Freddie Gibbs and being like, "Well, here's a guy with some flow." Yeah, is that a hip hop artist? He he is. Okay, so we're already learning things here on the program. Yeah, but I'll have to enter the Hamilton lottery here in Chicago. You can sign up every day, get your chance at ten dollar yeah. tickets, and you know. The girl uh, on my team uh, in the Midwest, she's she's doing it every day, being like, this is maybe the day. There you go. Well, you know, tell her to take a break. Some some other people want to get in there first. She hasn't so. won yet. I wonder if she's got a date. Plus, there's no uh, ponytail guy. He's not coming along. It's Lin-Manuel like, Miranda. Yeah, because like I have a ponytail right now, and I'm trying to come along. So. I mean, you look like a bougie version of Lin-Manuel. You know, shave the beard and go stand outside. Dress up like a, <laughs> a, some sort of a... a I don't even know the 1800s. something. Yeah, wear a wear a sign that says "I'm Lin Manuel." Someone will fall for it. People are stupid. Interesting. You know what I've been getting at all these Cubs games? It's unbelievable. So earlier in the year, like when I'd go with Cork, people would think I was Chris D'Elia. Right. Right. The famous comedian who right. why right. would so let's, famous? Let's let's leave famous out and just call so him a comedian. A, a comedian guy who's been on TV. Right. Right. Who does stand up shows? Right. Now I've been getting constantly, like the frat boys are living for it. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Like People are taking pictures of me and just cracking up, sending their friends. Billy Walsh from uh, Entourage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I have guys yelling Queens Boulevard at me. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually great. I wish I had thought of yelling Queens Boulevard at It's you. unbelievable. And these guys live for it. Yeah. I mean, no, of course. But, I mean, that's all of our idiot friends. Imagine if you yeah, looked never like thought that, that that's pretty good, at the KK like no. 10 years ago, what we'd be saying. You know. Medellin. Yeah, Bud Lights are only eight seventy five, and half a dozen later. Yeah, exactly. that's just the highlight of your night is you got to sit next to Billy Walsh. Amazing. He's thirty seven in real life. I looked him up. When the show was taped, or currently. Not? Well, so knock ten years off of that, he was twenty seven. I'll take it. Yeah. He always had a nice girl with him too. Yeah, because he was famous. Oh, I'm just. You're halfway there. I'm just one gigantic back tattoo shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the back tattoo. Yeah, the Medellin, right? Yeah, yeah. Queens Classic. Boulevard, so. Queens Boulevard. Oh, man, unbelievable. But uh, we just came off a crazy busy sports weekend here. I know both of us were traveling, oddly enough, both to the state of Michigan. We mm-hmm. don't do everything together, and we didn't yeah. this weekend, but they both let us into the Eastern time zone. I was also in Michigan. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah all three of us. Jerf was at the wedding in Detroit. <laughs> I was. But different weddings we're talking about here, yeah, obviously. We did. I was at one uh, on the, the West Coast sure. of Michigan, and mm-hmm. Fred was in Detroit. Which... And people also rave about the West Coast of Michigan. I've never spent time. It's uh, it, in the right towns. Mm-hmm. It is a uh, – it, it's scenic. It's stunning. Some of these small towns, you know, crippling depression has hit. It is not the most exciting places to drive through. But you get to a place like uh, Grand Rapids, for example. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Or you go all the way up to the UP. So. Sure. I know people even love uh, Michigan City, which I yeah. think was in Indiana. It is. Enough. It is. It's right on the the Michigan coast. There. I mean, there's lots of lots of 
cheap, easily accessible Lake Michigan mm-hmm. lake Check out the sand dunes. Yeah, you're just not, you know, you go to somewhere. Uh, those are closed. They're too dangerous. Oh. That's dangerous. Well, my buddy Trevick and I, we drove through, uh, took 94 from Chicago all the way to Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. Drove through some, like, lovely towns like St. Joseph's. I actually was in St. Joseph. Not lovely. I stopped there. I had to pick up a parking pass for the big game. Oh, nice. No big deal. And I, was, I just I spent like an hour there on Monday. They have a great Panera if anyone needed a oh, skip that a coffee. That was the meeting place. Yeah. And uh, really the highlight was DJ Khaled was in Ann Arbor over the weekend. Mm-hmm. The, they're a Jordan brand. Yeah. And he's so supremely confident. He wants to let everyone know what he's up to. His latest pitch man. He's a shill for everything. He got on a Snapchat late Friday night and he was like, guys, I hope you're ready. Ann Harbor, I'm on my way. Be ready. So pretty much the entire four-hour drive, I had to subject traffic to me repeating that. Ann Harbor? Yeah. yeah. Ad nauseum. I mean, we're talking every 10 minutes. Ann Harbor, I'm on my way. Oh my <laughs> Be God. ready. I'm sure that didn't get old. No, but I, the reason I bring it up is because, of course, the Badgers had their hearts broken once again. Nothing new. It was rough. I mean, it, but you watched that game, and they they dropped a few interceptions and but then they were lucky to have all those missed field goals so it's one of these things where you know you if you want to be a team competing for the national title you have to make those plays and they're just they're not good enough to make those plays but they're good enough to be in all these games against the teams who are making them right michigan was the better team they outgained yeah. them like 2 to 1 first downs 2 to 1 yep. Corey clement looked pretty poor for most of the game but the Badgers playing without, you know, their best defensive player, Vince yep. Beagle, without their starting kicker. Yep. They fought. They were tough. And they're fun. still in the national championship picture. I know it's silly to say, but if the Badgers were to somehow win out, like yep. so many teams, you know, they have to right. beat Ohio State. They would have to beat Michigan or Ohio State again right. in the Big Ten title or game. Western trap game. Yes, oh, it's always, have, always. Oh, those are always trap. They have to go to places like Evanston, right. like Iowa City. Right. Tough, tough opponents, especially, you know, the 11 a.m. start in Evanston when everyone's sleeping, both right. on and off the field. Right. But it's just still cool that they are relevant. They have an off week this week. Well, that defense is good enough to keep them in any game. And I should probably I mean, just really never go to Ann Arbor again. We went there together eight years ago. nightmare. 2008, they were up 19 nothing with two minutes left in the third quarter. Yeah. Lost in regulation. Here's a question, and this is probably better suited for Vegas, Vic, but have the Badgers hit the over in any game they've played this year? What what was this? Yes. I only know it because I was at the game mm-hmm. in Camp Randall a few weeks ago. They played Akron. Akron, that's what I was going to say. put on a monster Akron. number. Um, but, I mean, they, they hit the under definitely this past week, and they hit it against Michigan State, although uh, slightly. Right. It's certainly the opening week against LSU was a low-scoring yep. affair. And then I mean, against, I'm going to just hammer the under all season. Right, and then against Georgia State, they were lackluster yeah. and almost were lucky to escape with a win. Yeah, because I'm sure that number was huge, just assuming the Badgers would put up 40. Right, they were probably 30-point favorites right. just on their own. Right. So, But uh, it was still a fun college football day. The uh, Clemson-Louisville game was phenomenal. Two great quarterbacks going back and forth. It looked yep. like Clemson was on a rate. Excuse me, it looked like Clemson was going to run away with it. Then yeah. before you know it, here's Louisville with a chance to go ahead late in the fourth quarter. Whew. College those, football, the Tennessee those... Hail Mary. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean it was uh you know, fun fun weekend overall. Louisville was great. L- Louisville. Uh Louisville. L- Louisville. Louisville. Uh but it's it, it's I hope Papa John was there. He's a huge Louisville oh, sure. booster. And just loaded. Yeah, just, just and, hammered. And the luxury just, suite. Just, yeah. Just, oh yeah. 
I mean, if I'm Papa John, I'm getting drunk and going to that game. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Even I'm also eating my own pizza fairly often. Just coming yeah, in your anything. pocket? Yeah, I don't have anything else. A little do. backpack full of Papa John's pizza? Why not? I like Papa John. I like the little peppers, the pepperoncini peppers. That's the, that's what makes it. I think that's the only reason why it's got the dip as well. Well, the garlic dipping sauce. Yeah, I was going to say that, right, that right, too. Right, the, sauce. Yeah. the pizza is, you could swap out a Papa John's for Domino's, and I guarantee I can trick you. Uh, I and I could sneak in a Tombstone frozen pizza and it might be better than both of them. <laughs> Jack's. Jack, okay. DiGiorno. I'm a DiGiorno guy. It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. Well, you would love, uh, I believe, where do they serve DiGiorno? I'm thinking of like a stadium. They oh, it's, it yeah, yes. probably like the, yeah. Honestly, it might even be the United Center. Yeah. Where it's like. It might be. Where, you know, we live in a town where people love Chicago deep dish pizza and all the famous, you know, Lou Malnati's and yeah. Gino's. And, no, we have. DiGiorno pizza. And we've already, again, my feelings on deep dish are known to our loyal listeners, but it's it's a fraud. We're in the same boat. It's a lasagna. It's what a are fraud. we talking about? It's a pot pie. Yeah, I, we have no interest in it's it. It's a pizza, no. and it's delicious. Not a pizza. It's a pizza. Oh, and let me just get a quick plug-in. I uh, want to thank my friends over at Rocket Bar and Grill, 22 West Harvard Street. They hooked me up with tickets for free to the Wisconsin-Michigan game. Oh. It's a Michigan bar. Mm-hmm. I don't go there for... Football games, I'll be honest, but they have great truffle fries. You can't go wrong. And it's actually the best spot in the city to go for UFC fights, which you're a big fan of. Wow, I didn't know that. Here's why. No cover charge. And you know these fights cost like $100 now to order at home, $90. You want them in HD, come on. Right. You go there, get a table, saddle up to the bar, live the dream. That's perfect. I'll tell you, they have this, uh, this like chicken chili there I'm a big fan of. Uh, I recommend it for brunch as well, oddly. So there you go. And one of our uh, old friends from school used to work there. And yep. They're good people. So thanks again to Rocket. Hooked it up. They were great seats too. 15-yard line for free. We were, li- I mean, we That's were loving great. it. Come on. And, you know, even to hook up a couple of badgers. It's a win-win for everybody. Appreciate it. And uh, they'll continue to get my business. Definitely when uh, McGregor fights, uh, you know, Conor McGregor. He's the only oh, guy yeah. in the UFC that a layman like me gets into. Sure, but I didn't know you were a UFC fan. Big fan. Oh, big, big fan. There's the MMA man right here. I mean, I'm, I just, I'm into niche sports minus lacrosse. Uh, if you can, I mean, essentially, Suck it, Bonesby. I, I'm wondering if, yeah, lacrosse is for weirdos, but I'm wondering is soccer and the UFC, have they surpassed hockey as number four of one of the two? Soccer in America certainly has not. I mean, maybe if we're talking are, are we international s- soccer, World Cup soccer, yeah. But MLS, it's not even in the same picture. Has not. No. Right. But let's talk about so MMA though but, might have. But again, are we talking about okay? The Blackhawks play the Maple Leafs, probably good ratings. But what about Winnipeg, San Jose? Is that really getting like the? Is that really blowing out an MLS game? Yes, it's dwarfing it. You know, the Seattle Sounders versus the Chicago Fire. It's friends and family. L.A., L.A., Seattle. I bet that gets in, in a decent time slot. All right. Is Donovan Because, I mean, ESPN is not even they, – they haven't had NHL on the network in how many years? It's true. You have a lot of local cable, you know, companies yeah, so that have picked it up, and, just like baseball. And you'll get an MLS, like, game of the week. I guess, you know, an NHL game of the week probably beats it. But right. then you're you know, talking about NBC Sports Network, NBC Sundays have the big hockey games. Yeah, I'll tell you, he, I, I follow this guy on Twitter who talks all about sports TV ratings. And mm-hmm. like WWE Monday Night Raw is 
consistently one of the like highest rated sports. Yeah, programs. which is on like USA or something. Yeah, although it's just odd cable network. Right. But I didn't. I you know I'm not trying to be nitpicky here. The WWE I don't even consider a sport. That's totally it's, fine. It's entertainment, and it's sure. fine if you love sure. it. Sure. Is but it a, is it a soap opera? It's not a competition because it's predetermined. It's fixed. Right. It's all there is to it. I got some numbers for you guys. We got uh, NHL on NBC, so I, I don't know how many games are not on NBC, but they only do. Well, but that's that's network. Those are like the big games. Do they only of the do week. feature games on NBC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyways, it's a it's a I fair mean, it's, it's a start. Number. And yeah. their average viewers, uh, 2014 to 2015's latest we have data for is uh, 349,000 viewers. Okay, hit me with an MLS. All right, so TV rating for MLS. We're talking about how they are up, uh, according to ESPN. We are looking at an average viewers of 312,000 viewers. Wow, a lot closer than I thought. Slightly less. Yeah, slightly less when we're talking ESPN versus NBC, too. Well, it's but also a lot of these are NBC Sports Network. And and also that, that 317 average is up from 235. So definitely, That's a huge boost. Definitely on the road. Okay, so you're, you're exactly right, Sherp, in terms of the trajectory here. You know, we haven't gotten there yet. But maybe in another even one or two seasons, hockey will have fallen. Could pass it. Which is shocking just because we live in Chicago. The Blackhawks are immensely popular. But both let's, on take t- a, let's take a 20-second timeout and remember when they weren't winning games and no one was going. It's true. And Freddie, you know, hit up the stats because I know the numbers. The old days of the Chicago Stadium, you couldn't even no, give the tickets United away. United right. 2005, before Pat Kane and, and the Jonathan boys Taves, and Caves all right, came to the team. They were averaging like 12,000 people a game. Meanwhile, now they're selling out every game. This was less than 10 years ago. At this point now, it's been 11 years. Mm -hmm. But let's say the start of their cup run in less than 10 years, they went from nobody went to these games to selling out every game. And it's also permeated throughout the city. It's not just... Oh, it is. It's the hottest ticket in town, no question about it. Right, and but now saying, Cubs it's, playoffs will. But I'm saying tickets aside or attendance, forget about it. You know how many people are watching at sports Every, bars? Getting everybody's together, right? a diehard Blackhawks fan. I've been a huge fan. My dad was a fan. My and I'm father. firmly on the bandwagon. And oh, by the way, quick aside, I have no problem with bandwagon fans. If you're a Cub bandwagon fan, allow me to welcome you with open arms. If you want to root for the team, have fun. You get tickets to the game. Come on in. The more, the merrier. Yeah. I don't understand hating on bandwagon fans, and I feel like we may have covered this already, but it just doesn't make sense. Like, would you do you want the same ten thousand people there, for example, for the Blackhawks when they only had ten thousand people at stadium? But it's not. It's not about still an empty stadium. I think my point is my point is is like Chicago is a is a city filled with millions of people, right? We're talking about the the I think third or fourth largest city in the U.S. Right, certainly a top five media market. Top five media market, sports city, right? So. So if any team is going to have a draw here, if you're a hockey, if we're talking hockey, we're talking to the NHL, where do you think you can get people to go to a game? It wasn't Chicago. This is a cold-weather hockey It's not them unless they're winning. Right. So the idea that, like, hockey is going to draw without it isn't working. No, I, I hear you. And even, uh, you know, there are very few cities, like a Toronto, where you can have a terrible team and still draw. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because I've been it, – it's – Hockey, you know, everyone's like, oh, Canada's a hockey cut. It's a Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are the hottest rated any sport in Canada uh, day in and day out, week in and week out. It's true. And, in fact, it's very relevant because as we're recording right now, the Blue Jays are playing the Orioles in the wild card game, 
and they're currently trailing. They're down two to one and a winner take all advance into the postseason game. But uh, Toronto quickly, great city. I was just there for the first time with Vegas Vic and some other friends. Mm-hmm. We got to see a Blue Jays game at the Rogers Center. I highly recommend it for anyone. It's a top five North American city. It really is. Well, it's yeah. Look, if you like, uh, if you like your streets soaked with urine and garbage, go to New York. If you'd like your streets clean with plenty of options, go to Toronto. It's a it's it's Chicago with colorful money. Right, international flair. Yes, yeah. get ready ask... for some powerful currency up there because the dollar is killing the Canadian dollar. Right. right if now. you see something for ten dollars Canadian, that's really about seven fifty U.S. Yeah, so no, you... it's even lower. Right. I think so that, yeah. it's twenty five to thirty percent off everything. It's amazing. You're living like a king. All kinds of great young people, young professionals everywhere. A lot of attractive folks. Walk yeah. in the streets. It has everything for you. Tons of food options. I know you're, you're Tons. It's an intimately familiar with the food. Yeah. yeah, A million restaurants, culture everywhere. We snuck in as much as somebody could. We saw the castle, the tower, museums, the zoo. I mean, yeah. you name it. I don't do any of that stuff. Well, I'm there to eat, drink, ogle strangers. That's it. Museums. I also took I in a fantasy baseball championship at a sports bar. So Hit I want to, yeah. I'll all, take that one. All ends of the spectrum yeah. were covered. I don't know the last time I went to a museum, and I don't have any shame in saying that. The uh, We went to, like, you know, the Natural History Museum, which mm-hmm. was great. I don't know if I would have been excited to go to an art museum or something, but it was just very cool because of the what, things that they had. What am I looking at? Like, uh, Clay, clay remnants from the uh, dinosaurs. Ages. Ever heard of them? Whoa. Jurassic Park. I can just watch them on my big screen in my underpants. Why do I have to pay fifty bucks to go look at them in a museum? Well, I was fully clothed. Yeah. As was everyone else, but it's pretty cool to stand next to a completely like rebuilt Tyrannosaurus Rex. Hey, my roommate was six eleven in college. It's basically the same thing. <laughs> you know, I'm six two, so. Maybe that's how you feel just standing next to me. Maybe. I mean, not I, think, quite. I think the big cheese was a bit more T-Rex than you That's are. true. I mean, chap. Whew. Also, Freddie pulled up the numbers uh, for those that Blackhawk attendance. And just to give you an idea, it was the 05-06 season was a little over 12,000. Uh-huh. Here, here, Let's circle I'll, back. I'll with through, through. So from... Just, just take the 06, 07 no, season. No, I mean, and from 2000 all the way to 07, there was never an average of over 15.5K at that stadium. And most of them were 12K. We got, you got a 13K, a 13K, a 12K. Uh, 07, 08, we jump up to 16.8. And then 2008 onwards, we're over 22,000 every year. Right. Right. It's, Which is capacity. Right. It's Which a, capacity. In, in 2006 so and 2007, it was 12 12,700. Two years later, it was 22,200. That's a 10,000 per game increase. It's huge. It's not because they were giving away free tickets. It's because people were like, oh, yeah, like I love hockey. They're winning. It's true. I mean, we don't have to look at the numbers, but look at, you know, Cubs two, three years ago, five straight fifth place finishes. You couldn't give tickets away. I was there. I was there for something about the the words doing the TV deal. More people were able to watch. Right. So years ago, the Blackhawks purposely didn't show their games on local TV because they wanted, they thought that if you really wanted to watch, that you would be forced to buy a ticket. Right. They didn't recognize the value in getting kids like me watching WGN. Oh my God, Wrigley Field looks so cool. The Cubs are so cool. I want to go there. Right. Not you're blacked out 
unless you're willing to buy a ticket and go to the game. Right, but but obviously winning is the 10,000 jump there more than anything else. No question. And it's the reason that, I'll tell you, the reason that soccer's trajectory is higher than in, than hockey is mm-hmm. it costs no money, basically, to play soccer, a ball, right. and you kick the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, hockey, you got to get an ice rink. And you got to get skates, all the equipment, and gloves, and that's right. why I stopped playing when I was a kid. And I, mean, I grew up in a hockey-rich community. We had like a hockey rink. I agree us. with everything you're saying. Uh, I have that exact same story. Right? It yeah. just was like I played ice hockey third grade till eighth grade, and I went to high school. And I mean, I wasn't that good. But I was growing real fast. My dad was going to have to pay thousands of dollars to re-outfit me in, every year. In okay, every year. And I agree with everything you're saying. And obviously, you guys are both correct. But you see numbers different in other sports. For instance, football. Where you have a lot of equipment, you need a lot of help. You can't play football one on one. Yeah, but he, we all he the did it to you, okay, all the worries with concussions, injuries, etc. And then you look at a sport like baseball, which is so easy, and the numbers are dwindling, especially in in big cities. I'll tell you why: the inherent skills in football are running and catching and throwing, which you can do with a football. You don't have to have pads to do all. all right, the you don't practice. need goalposts. You don't need anything to like actually. You have one guy throwing, you run routes and catch. Right, it's like throwing run. a Frisbee. Correct. To play baseball, it, the, the hardest skill, the, the, the integral part of the game is hitting, and you need someone throwing you the mustard for it to make any difference. Right. If you've just got somebody lobbing in BP, that's not doing And then if you only have two people and you just crank the ball up there. And then right. right. Like, Someone's okay, got to go run and get it. Why, yeah. why do you think these converted basketball players all of a sudden throw on a helmet and are good at football? Right. It's the Antonio Gates of the world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, nobody, like Tim Tebow is as good of an athlete as anybody, but, mm-hmm. like, throw him a curveball and let's see what happens for the rest of his yeah, life. Yeah, he hits it on a home run. Right, yeah. They were, no. That was a big story. He big hit, story. He hit the first pitch he ever saw, I believe, in the Instructional League in his first yep. at-bat for a home run. First professional right. at-bat. Well, is it true, though, that the pitcher was not a slouch? Was actually a pretty good pitcher? I can't comment on that. I but, know. I mean, I'm you sure know, he was first, nobody. First pitch, fastball, you're sitting, fastball, you hit the ball, whatever. But then he... Went hitless in his next five. Right, events. I haven't heard from he him in a game, month. He ended the game one for six. Yeah. <laughs> that, nobody told that, that story. That's a real. St- oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's a real number. I mean, if Tim Tebow ever plays in a major league baseball game, I'll promise to do something ridiculous. Like a, an official September call-up count. Definitely. If he okay. plays in an any of the one hundred and sixty-two okay. games, I'll, you know, I'll do it for charity because Tim Tebow's a great guy. I'm a yeah. big fan of his off the field. Yeah. We'll pick something. A little heavy on the Jesus, but uh, listen, you know, if it's a good. positive message, yeah, I don't care who's bringing it. I'm all for it. Yeah, so agreed. I'm all for Tim Tebow. I have absolutely no belief in him when it comes to being a professional baseball player. Just like I couldn't believe that he was on a professional football field. Right. Thanks for beating the Bears and going to the playoffs. Oh, he succeeded on the Tebow football time. field too. That's what's yeah. the funniest oh, yeah. part. You know, national champion. Mal- I mean, even in, the, even in the NFL, it's like, but is he? Is he worse than some of the guys in the league right now? Well, he certainly is worse than some of the but I think you want to say is he better than or... Well, let me put it this way. It would you what what somebody like Trevor Simeon is doing mm-hmm. where it's just hey, loaded defense like these guys are bailing you out. I mean, we talked about Sam Bradford, checkdown king. Right. But it's and lo- then once every fifth throw throws like a a, a nice deep ball like I don't know if you remember how Tebow won that playoff game, but it was a deep ball. Yeah, and I think the thing with the guys like Trevor Simeon and Sam Bradford present is just the threat that sure. Tim Tebow doesn't have. Just being sure. a six foot seven inch strong armed guy. Yeah. It it just puts the defense on their heels. Even if he never throws that big pass 
they're just worried that oh it might actually come to fruition so here's a hot take for you on the on the football and off the field and on the field big story today about mm-hmm. OBJ Odell Beckham Jr mm-hmm. saying he's not Blondie. Having, yeah saying he's not having any fun and his antics and we were talking about this, this we were talking about this before but it doesn't bother me and, well, and I'm but if you were a New York Giant football fan it might bother you See, I don't think if you were so. an Odell Beckham this. fantasy owner, it might bother you. I, I, the only thing that would bother me if I'm a Giants fan is when he starts to get a flag. All the rest of the stuff, I, I don't care about. Right. I mean, and, all those receivers throughout the years, going back to Michael Irvin and Terrell Owens. Right. I mean, all, those guys. All the divas, and they're always those you know, guys, very demonstrative. They started it, and it's become a, a marketing thing. I mean, how much money has he made off the field? Right. Um, granted, he had arguably the best start to a career any receiver's ever had. And now he's hanging out with Drake see, and all these you know celebrities. Yeah, in the yeah. But you got to see the uh, difference there between between being like braggadocious, you know, bragging about it versus him being like a crybaby about it. He's he's pouting, he's getting mad at other people, but he's being just as rough with them as they are with him, and then he's like. Crying about penalties and right, like it's one thing to be Antonio Brown, who once you've been in the end zone, you're scoring touchdowns. Now you're doing the absurd choreographed dance and the twerking and you know running up and down the goalpost <laughs> versus not catching a ball and losing your mind, throwing your helmet, getting caught up in your own kicking that on the side. Every time, every time he's like fighting with somebody, and you go back and look at the tape, it's like he was just as involved. Oh yeah, so I, what are you so mad at? But again, he's he's fiery on the field, and look, these guys are getting in his head. And and that's on him for for not being able to control his emotions. But I mean, you remember they used to. That was like Dennis Rodman's thing was like just going out and getting in everyone's head. And right. what was um, who was the uh, the defensive back who who did that to uh, Cortland Finnegan? That used to be like his thing where he he got up on Andre J. Remember and Andre J. Right. And if, hey, if you lack the skills to you know yeah. be as good as Odell Beckham Jr., you can even that playing field by playing the mental game. That's I have an issue with that as him as a player not being able to be disciplined there, but I don't care about him as a like it doesn't bother me that he's fiery, that he's whiny or right. anything. I mean it's certainly not keeping me up at night, but it is a bad look. I mean you're on Monday night football, the whole country is watching, you're not having a good game. Well I'll you tell look, you what's a bad terrible. look is starting Orleans Darkwood running back. <laughs> I mean you think anybody because you look at that game, it's like what and Let's let's go. Also, take a step back if we're just talking about that game. Mm-hmm. Harrison Smith is Odell Beckham Jr. on defense. Well, he was I great. mean, he is the entire Vikings defense. Was the, great. the whole defense is great, but that guy is in a league of his own. He's Josh Norman, JJ Watt, good. And I mean, Anthony Barr was yeah. laying the wood on people last night. It was they very are, impressive. They are legit. So let OBJ go play. I mean, hey, go go play New Orleans twice and let's see what happens. Guy right. puts up. 7,000 yards in two games. I believe it was Paul Perkins who had a nice uh, scamper, though, for the Giants last night. He might, he, find, well, he might find his way into the starting role. But it was like a poopy bubble screen. It wasn't even a run. It was It was like the they do the, it, you know, it wasn't a full-on screen. He goes, like, up the middle and then outside. He had some nice moves. More than Darkwa had in the game. OBJ had a nice block on that run. There you go. So he's still putting in uh, the work downfield. And, you know, just to uh, step away from the Giants but keep the NFL here, we're at the quarter pole this season, mm-hmm. 25% of the way through. Only one winless team. No surprise, it's the hapless Browns, who are uh, down to their third quarterback. Can you can you even blame them? I mean, but, we're talking uh, third quarterback, third receiver. 
And like somehow, I mean, Terrell Pryor is their best player, and they need him to play like three positions simultaneously. Yeah, he's just gonna throw touchdowns to himself. Yeah. And the funniest part is, is for the for like the fantasy people out there, they're thinking like, oh, well, Isaiah Crowell, like he's looked pretty good, uh, and he's he seems to be all right. But that guy's not starting on half the teams in the league. No, and uh, you really can't feel as bad as you once did for the city of Cleveland. They're fresh off a, an NBA title with LeBron bringing it back to the. Oh, definitely. The state of Ohio, and then you have the Cleveland Indians riding high. They're, I saw somebody. They're division winners in the playoffs this year. They could be the World Series champs. Somebody had a great tweet who was like, if you're a neutral observer, you're, you should be rooting for the Indians to overcome a 3-1 deficit to the Giants in the World Series and just run it back on oh, the baseball. Oh, God, yeah. The city of the you know, I was San in, Fran, Oakland area. I know. Woo. I was there when uh, I was in San Fran when the Warriors lost the – final game there mm-hmm. sad sad quiet little town i would have felt bad for him if they hadn't just won the previous year's title yeah and they just signed kevin durant so something tells me they'll they're be, gonna be they'll okay. be okay go well yeah forward. that's a whole the the disproportionate distribution of talent in the nba is a whole we could spend 45 yeah, we'll live another pop we'll bring yeah. you back don't worry yeah. buddy we're not going anywhere and then uh to wrap up the nfl where we are right now we have three undefeated teams a couple of surprises so denver now on their second quarterback, undefeated. Yeah. Minnesota, their second quarterback after T- Teddy Bridgewater goes down for the year. And the Philadelphia Eagles, Carson Wentz out of North Dakota State. Get on the Wentz wagon. He's been unbelievable. I hate to draw this comparison three games into a guy's career. Well, I see a lot of Brett Favre in him. Uh, I don't know if I'd go there. Well, Big, let me, strong let me say this. Kid. I would say the Eagles. Not afraid to pull the trigger. I would say the Eagles is the most surprising Uh Minnesota, they did win at Carolina, which mm-hmm. is a tough game. But other than that, they had home Green Bay. And we know Green – I mean, I'm the biggest Packer fan there is. Like, But that's a home game, brand-new stadium, first time, division rival. We all know what happens in these games when you play each other twice a year. Mm-hmm. All bets are off. Sometimes the records are out the door. Home Giants, Monday night, okay, again. And then at Tennessee, who looks like one of the worst teams in the league – Despite having their one victory, they it's are true. It's still terrible. the NFL. Every game's a grind. But tough to but win. But Philly, and and everybody was basically saying they're a quarterback away from the the Vikings. This is yes, are a quarterback away or a Teddy Bridgewater. They were already a not an odds-on favorite by any means, but they were expected to make the playoffs. Right, but they have just been decimated by injuries. Teddy Bridgewater, Adrian Peterson, the Adrian Matt Peterson Khalil. one, I, mean, I think, whew. would be more alarming to most. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, people were really freaking out about, and obviously Sam Bradford has played better than Teddy Bridgewater ever had. But uh, but if you really went back and looked at Bridgewater last year, unless he was drastically improving, he wasn't. I mean, he was Trent Dilfer and right. He was a, a league players. average quarterback. Yeah, exactly. But for me, Philly, you got you got the rookie, you got the the running game is not overly talented. The defense hadn't really been good. They've been a, like a Turnover forcing defense, but not really strong mm-hmm. against more opportunistic exactly. than stout. So they've they've been surprising. Denver, I don't think we should be surprised. The defense is just so good. The Von Miller is so might good. be the best player in the whole league. The defense is so good. They have that. The altitude is a real thing. Big home field, field advantage. advantage. Great. And they receivers. basically won the Super Bowl last year with a well below league average quarterback. Mm-hmm. Bounce back year for C.J. Anderson so far. Definitely, they've. They've been good. I, I think the biggest surprise, though, 
of any team, and they're not undefeated, has to be the L.A. Rams. Especially after that week one showing. Where we, I mean, it looked like we were watching a bad high school team. And Jeff Fisher is maybe the worst coach in the world. Right. I mean, he's Mr. 8-8, eight 7-9 and, eight, and nine yeah. every year. And Todd, Todd Gurley has played pretty terrible. He hasn't been the beast they've, that he's They've reeled off three straight. Football is back in L.A. They actually are excited. It's been some... It's crazy. The Coliseum isn't ready for it yet. I'm hearing some bad reports about, uh, you know... What, what it's like to attend those games, but certainly when it comes to watching the team, they've been great. So I'm I'm rooting for the Rams. I'm glad they're doing well. Yeah, and it's and it's without their guy they drafted to be the heir apparent. Right. I mean, uh, Jared Goff hasn't yeah. even seen the field yet. In yeah. some games, he's been inactive. The so last last time we were here, we got a Super Bowl prediction out of you. Yep. It was the Packers. Steelers. Big surprise. Big surprise. Uh-huh. And I went Seahawks-Steelers. Mm-hmm. Do you want to alter that at all now that we're a quarter of the way through the season? Well, I, the Steelers look as good as anybody. I mean, Tom Brady and the Patriots and in and Denver potentially, but I, I Denver has looked not as impenetrable on defense as they could be. And mm-hmm. if you put Big Ben, Antonio, and Le'Veon, I mean, those guys, it's the greatest show on turf all over again. They could score 50 points. So I like the Steelers. I like the Steelers coming out of the AFC. And the Pack, they still haven't quite – found their their rhythm yet Mm -hmm. but they have the number one run defense in the league by about 30 yards per game uh aaron Rodgers can win any game as we know jordy looks plenty healthy eddie lacy looks fine it's a you know it's a so we're both sticking with it i like it I hope there's some alliteration this year. Either Packers, Patriots, or Seahawks, Steelers. That's what you want. You're whole. You're just really invested. Well, of course, the Bears are already out the window. I mean, uh, listen, I'm all in on other teams right now. Other, other team teams, alliteration. Sing, singular. Yeah, yeah, it's all about the Cubs right now, and I'm I'm feeling good about their chances. I'm, yeah, well, I'm overly optimistic. I told you if you want to turn back the clock that I wasn't really rooting against the Cubs World Series. I just didn't want them to win 120 games. Because I didn't want to hear... Well, you got your wish. They only won 103, and they haven't got a tie. How much fun is that? It's 103 is great because anytime somebody tries to tell me they're the best team of all time, I don't have to listen to it. It's like the 85 Bears, I just can't do it again. No, the 85 Bears were not the best team of all time. This is not the best Cubs team of all time. But I will say something in terms of going back to records. The 19... 19- 45 Cub team, if they played this year, would get absolutely destroyed. Oh, totally. But it's all about who you're playing at the uh, time. Right. Just like. Oh, the 85 Bears would get crushed by uh, everything. Right. The 85 Bears could play the Steelers of this year and lose. I lose mean, by 30. They just weren't people, Ben Roethlisberger's size and James Harrison's size in 1985. Just like in 1945, it was a group of all white guys oh, yeah. playing for the Cubs. I mean, get real. Let's see what they're up against when a Roldis Chapman comes in. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is. 30 pounds heavier than Mike Singletary, who is like the most feared hitter in the league. Right. So you don't have to convince me in terms of record being the best right. ever. But yeah, if the Cubs do win it all this year, obviously they'll go down in the history books, but they'll be one of the best teams of all time. They really will, just because all you have to do is look at them on paper. Yeah, I don't, again. Starting I, pitching, relief pitching, defense, but it's hitting. A, but every year. Manager, general manager. Every year's World Series Fans. champion, though, can definitely go into one of the right. best teams ever. It's just not this, like, every Bears fan is like 15-1. and one and Not this Bears and fan. And look at what they did in the playoffs. You know, it's like. I might be the, like, only Bears fan in the world who hates hearing about the 85 team, but even more so because of Mike Ditka. And I was just about to say, the best thing Ditka ever did 
was his line of Jardinera. It's quite good. Unbelievable. So quickly, before I let you go here, baseball playoffs are about to get underway. The winner of tonight's wildcard game will play the Rangers and then the Red Sox Indians. Winners play each other. Who do you yeah. like coming out of the AL? Uh, I, I'm i going to hop on the Poppy Mojo train. Okay. Red Sox are the favorite. They're the best team yeah. in the league. They have the best record. And David but, Ortiz has announced this is his last go. Who doesn't love Big Poppy? Poppy is everything you'd want him to be and more. The large father. I would the best. say I would say though if if I was if I I'm really rooting for the Rangers, Lucroy and Car and Gomez. Mm-hmm. Uh big fans. Jeremy Jeffers. Uh obviously Some I've got Brewers. a lot of a lot of Canadian friends who okay. live for the Blue Jays. Uh it would be cool to see them make a run. So I'm happy whoever comes out of the American League to be honest. I guess Baltimore would be my least favorite American League team, but I could get behind them. Okay. And then in the National League, the Cubs are going to get the winner, the Giants and Mets. The Nats play the Dodgers. Who do you like coming out of the National League? I I like the Mets. Um, but uh, as far as who, who I – like if I had to bet money on, yes, value is there. I know the Some Cubs long are the odds. Yeah, yeah. favorite. Um but I think that uh, I'll take anybody but the Giants. Okay. I've got a, You're ready for some new blood, too, here. No, I've got like a rooting interest against the Giants. Oh, okay. Well, we'll save that for another show. Yeah. But I'm glad to hear that, you know, I, uh, I'll obviously be rooting for the Cubs. The best storyline out there would be Cubs-Red Sox. Two historic teams, two teams that went 80 years without winning. Of course, Theo Epstein against his former team. John Lester, you, you, you were not short on any kind of you know, no. storylines. David Ross, all kinds of guys that used to play for the other team. So. Yeah, I. Uh, it, it's it should be fun. Baseball playoffs are worth watching. They're great. I'll be so nervous. I don't even know what to do with myself. I won't be drinking. I won't be eating bar food. I'll be going to the game. I'll be living a clean life. And I'll still be so nervous that I'll 100% need to take a modium before every game. Yeah, well, get that green juice flowing. Get them peanuts. Just don't want to, you know, have an accident at Wrigley Field. I mean, you it's, can't do anything at Wrigley. We've already talked yeah, about it's, that. It's that dangerous. Forget it. I mean, Dan Heron, former Chicago Cub pitcher, I'll just leave you with this quick story, used to be so nervous about pitching in Major League games. Like, he only threw the ball 85 miles an hour, which is not fast at all. And when you have to face Albert Pujols and all these, I mean, your life flashes right. before your eyes. He said that his routine, the night before a game that he pitched, a couple bottles of wine, few emodium. Yeah, just plug me up. Just And then just go to bed like a little baby. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how he then pitched the next day, but we'll find out. So thanks to my producer, Fred. Sherp, congratulations again to you and Stephanie on Nickel. Unbelievable. And thanks to our loyal listeners. It feels great to be back. You can always uh, subscribe by going to iTunes, finding us, and hitting the subscribe button. Don't be shy. Leave us a review while you're at it. We're going to start coming to you a lot, so get ready. That'll let you know when we're dropping new episodes. Thanks again to everyone listening. Go Cubs. I'm your host, Andrew Rupperg, and this has been Ruts Happening.